All right, good to be with you today. And wouldn't you know, I mean, literally, what, like 25-ish minutes after we got off the air last night, the Jim Harbaugh news dropped, and um, I, you know, on getting ready for the uh, basketball game, doing that work last night, and I'm, you know, get all those ESPN notifications and things popping up. People saying, what are you they? What are you? I'm like, I don't know what we're talking about. And then I finally see that Jim Harbaugh is officially in with the Chargers. So oddly enough, I think it was in the last... What, like 15 minutes of the show last night, we had that Rappaport story that feels very planted now by Don Yee saying he was planning on getting on the old plane and heading over to Atlanta for the interview today. Well, that scared, uh, I guess, the Spanos is straight to uh, up that ante. Five-year deal. We don't have terms yet. We don't have terms yet, but I think it's going to be some big numbers. Would you be surprised if you heard it was $100 million over the oh, five years or... 80 million in that range. I mean, I would think bare minimum, it's got to be what what Sean Payton received. Bare minimum, it's got to be Payton numbers. So we'll we'll find out hopefully soon enough there. And, you know, what's next for Michigan and all that stuff, we'll get to it. But, I mean, like we've been talking about this for weeks here on this show about if it happens, what it means, blah, blah, blah. I mean, here's what it means. It means the Chargers got the best coach available this offseason, period. End of story. That's that's the show. Good night. Uh, thanks for listening. I mean, that's it. I mean, the Chargers did the perfect thing. Now, if they go get Joe Hortiz, uh, even better. Uh, then they've really killed it. They're pairing a guy who knows what it's like to work with a Harbaugh in the front office who comes from the Ravens, which, of course, is historically uh, been most recently the best front office in the NFL in terms of finding talent. So if that's what they do, then boom goes the dynamite. Another home run for the Chargers. Now, yeah, they're like thirty-six million over the cap. They can fix that. Um, which you, which you do have in in Los Angeles with the Chargers that you don't have all these other places that are still searching, including Washington, is a bona fide Pro Bowl level quarterback and a guy who has really been you know somebody who probably could sue for lack of support over these last several years with the coaching he got number one and number two just um the way they called games the way you know they didn't bring in the talent they needed on uh, the defensive side in particular to finish that thing off to give them a real chance but a huge huge deal for the chargers you know and i'm kind of envious i've like i said millions of times this offseason had i been you know allowed to tell you know, Josh Harris, how I would have done the commander's offseason, I would have said, get Harbaugh, and then everything else would fall into place, and I would have taken the Ravens guy and Harbaugh. Nothing against Adam Peters. I think he's wonderful. We'll see what he does. But, you know, maybe they maybe they pull in the big bell with the ball, Ben Ben Johnson here. But bottom line is, I don't know Ben Johnson can be a head coach, and nobody else does. I don't care how many people tell you they know for sure. They don't. They, they really don't. You never know until the person gets into that seat and is in that job. We know this about Jim Harbaugh everywhere he's been. Everywhere he's been as a head coach. Places they never won before or won again after he left. He won. He just wins. Knows how to build a roster. Knows how to build a staff. Uh, knows how to build confidence. Uh, I mean, seriously, I mean, just, just everywhere he's been. He was not a failure in the NFL. He was an excellent coach for the 49ers. The 49ers failed Jim Harbaugh uh, in the end when that whole thing went down. So, listen. You can, you can spin it any way you want with uh, these other coaching hires, and they're all wonderful people, I'm sure, but we don't know the guys that have never been in the big boy chair. We have no idea what they're going to bring to the table and if they can actually do it. This guy you know because he's been at every single level, and he's won at them all, and he's won at all of them. And this can, can only be seen as a smashing success for people that uh, care about the Chargers or if you're a Chiefs fan or a Broncos fan, 
or a Raiders fan, you got to be a little bit like, oh, crap. Now, the people that are probably celebrating today and going around Columbus, Ohio, saying who's got it better than us <laughs> might be the Ohio State fans, Jim. I mean, James, I mean, seriously, they might be saying, good, Jim Harbaugh's gone. Who's got it better than us? Maybe, do you think Ryan Day woke up and said that to his wife this morning? Man, probably not. Well, I he, think that Ryan Day probably popped a cold one right before bed. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, listen, he couldn't beat the interim coach last year. That's true. Who might be the new head coach. That's right as well. I mean, that makes sense, right, if they go that direction. We'll worry about Michigan later, but, I mean, I, to me, this is just too easy. I mean, we, we thought it all along, like, what could screw it up? Well, the Spanos is. That's what we all thought, right? But this is, a, uh, this is definitely a uh, easy, like, moves up to the top of the list move so far. Like, of all the hirings that have taken place, this is the one that moves up to the very top of the list. And the, the rest, frankly, are guesswork in terms of what, what they're going to be or what they are. We just don't know. I mean, I think it was a Canales kid got hired today. Dave Canales, Panthers, good for the Panthers because they got somebody. Yep. Um, they found a sucker. <laughs> they found somebody. Uh, Brian Callahan, Titans, okay. Gerard Mayo, Hampton Zone, Patriots. Again, still first-timer. Listen, Antonio Pierce had seven, a seven-game run-up, so we got a little bit of idea what that looks like, right? right? Mm-hmm. But these other three guys, this is the first time they've ever been in that chair. Again, Seahawks waiting on them, probably going to be, you know, who could be Dan Quinn, could be Vrabel, who knows, Falcons. Are they still waiting out? Our guy, um, Belichick, we have no idea. And the commanders look to be just solely focused on, um, you know, going out and getting, you know, Ben Johnson here from the Detroit Lions. But, again, all those guys we mentioned – Outside of Dan Quinn, who's actually been to a Super Bowl, you know, when he was with the Falcons, none of them have done it at a extremely high, high level. You know, Vrabel went to the playoffs three times, but never went very far. I mean, did right. get to one year, they went to the championship, got smashed, but, you know, it was a one seed, was out in one round. So it's really, you know, the Chargers, they really cut the guesswork out of it all, in my opinion, by doing this. And they, they've been a team that has swung and missed badly in, in, on the coordinator's front in the past, too. So you can understand why they felt this was important and you know just for credibility of the organization and oh yeah for your franchise quarterback who everybody believes is as talented as any of them in the league but just has not had the proper roster around him or proper coaching around him and does this shift the focus now there to Justin Herbert because if you go get Jim Harbaugh and what Jim Harbaugh has been able to do with quarterbacks and the quarterbacks that he's coached and quite frankly that's a that's a pretty good that's a pretty good list of quarterbacks if Justin Herbert can't take that next step or get to the next level, and I know he's put up numbers, but yep. wins and losses-wise, if Justin Herbert can't get it done, do we start maybe questioning Justin Herbert a little bit? Absolutely. It's all in Justin Herbert now, but you know he's got a long-term deal. Jim Harbaugh's not stupid. He, he knows how to coach talent, which is, which is also a key. Uh, again, going back to San Diego you know, College, university, um, he came in. They were actually pretty good. They they were an 800 winning season. He was, but he took them up to 829. Stanford, <laughs> .083 win percentage the year prior. Uh, 580 the next year from mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh. 49ers um, were you know a 37 and a half win percentage, 68 percent after the first year with Jim Harbaugh. We're in a championship game too. Uh, the Michigan Wolverines, uh, 41 percent 78 percent with Jim Harbaugh Chargers 29 percent and obviously wait TBD on what he's going to do but you know the most relevant one is the 49ers they had missed the playoffs for eight straight seasons in 2010 six and ten Harbaugh's first year 13 and three despite a condensed offseason because of the thing called the NFL lockout yep three straight NFC championship games as well 
uh, for Jim Harbaugh. Obviously, won Super Bowl, lost to his brother. But yeah, again, I don't know what why everyone else was so slow to figure it out or not as smart as the you know the Falcons and obviously the Chargers who actually got it done. What they were scared of, maybe they just maybe they just felt like he was always going to L.A. I, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm not sure, but again, I, I really. And maybe it's not going to be the appropriate time to ask Adam Peters when they're introducing Ben Johnson or whoever they're <laughs> introducing. What was wrong with Harbaugh? Just curious. Why did you never talk to him? Uh, or did you? Or maybe they did. Maybe Don Yee said, no. Here's the teams he would talk to, he's interested in. Got to have another, another team besides the team you really want to go with because you got to play somebody off the other. But I'd be fascinated to know. Is it really just based off of, well, I worked in San Francisco and they told me what a, what, what a pain in the ass he was or, or whatever it was? You know, I don't know. I mean, what, what was it that just made you say, here's the most obvious, safest hire, championship-level hire, but we're not even going to get to him. We're not even going to get a chance to talk to him. It feels like the Falcons were the play thing. They they were the team that yes. he was using to play the play the Chargers yeah. because I think you're right. I think that that was a short list that Harbaugh had. Like I'm either going to go here yeah. or I'm just going to go back to Michigan because I'm a made man. Right. Yeah. And, and like you know that that's what you just want to know. You just want to know if you're these other teams that are still standing around. You know Seahawks, Commanders. You know Falcons. We already know. At least you knew there. You know you got used, but whatever. It happens to you every year. Yeah. <laughs> every time you're in a coaching search, you get used, Atlanta. I, I don't know, but it, it seems like the Chargers have crushed it. Uh, and again, the next the next move will be the uh, general manager, who sounds certainly like somebody that's got Jim's blessing, which is very important. Joe Hortiz, who has worked at the uh, right next to, I think, the best of the best, and Ozzie Newsom and uh, Eric DaCosta, who's been excellent as well. So it seems like they have uh, got this thing figured out, and the Spanos is obviously uh, – made it happen finally after people were worried it was not going to happen all right so where does this leave the wolverines and where does this leave the rest of the world of coaching at the nfl we'll get to all that stuff coming up uh we'll get to our poll question of the day as well on the other side at jackson sports at espn radio 941 on the x or if you prefer to keep going at twitter you can do that because i do it often all right 757-687-9494-94-757-687-9494 react to the jim harbaugh to the chargers deal you think, yeah, okay, it's fine, but he's still got to go through Andy Reid and, oh, yeah, Pat Mahomes. Uh, there's other teams in this division that are ahead of them, including the uh, Denver Broncos, that they can get their quarterback squared away. Yeah, and I think the Raiders are ahead of him. Maybe you're in that mindset. You know, maybe you still think, you know what, he's been away from the NFL for a long time. You know, he's, he's in for a rude awakening. I'd love to hear that side of it. If you're a Wolverines fan that just wants to cry in your beer, feel free to do so. We will do a well check on Richie Somerville uh, here before the show's over. I, I think he looks fine to me, looks happy. Still got his Wolverines championship stuff on his car. Uh, 757-687-9494. That's the Ballyhoo's phone line. 757-687-9494. Text line as well. Scott Jackson, your prior to order sports radio. 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law, injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. All right, the uh, latest domino uh, to fall, Jim Harbaugh, to the Chargers. Happened literally minutes after we got off the air last night. But uh, Harbaugh, five-year deal, still are waiting on the terms of it, numbers-wise. Uh, certainly uh, makes things different at Michigan, although they've. Uh, I feel like the Wolverines have been ready for this for a while, right? I mean, it's, it looks like they, they've been knowing this was going to happen for quite some time. I mean, there have been a lot of uh, – and they've also got to kind of do a test drive this year without Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines for multiple games in two different parts of the season. Yeah, they've been setting this up. There's yeah. there's no doubt about that. I've kind of felt that way 
for for a few weeks now that this is just kind of they kind of knew this was going to be the year that Harbaugh was going to jump to the NFL and giving Sharon more that experience, even though, you know, Harbaugh still coached during the week. True, we, we, true. We've got to point that out. Game, yep. game day is a big deal. Yeah. You know, if he's not there in game day, that's still a big deal. Sharon Moore still had to coach that team and make those decisions. So it's not like he did nothing. So, yeah, I feel like this was a good test run. Um, got had a lot of uh, texts to get to off of this. And, again, you can get a 757-687-9494. But uh, let's get to the uh, poll question on the X. Uh, some people call it Twitter still, like I do. Uh, you can do it at Jackson Sports at ESPN Radio 941. Here's what it is. What do you think about Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers? Home run higher. College football success does not equal NFL. Wait and see or other. No others to this point, which is always encouraging. Hmm. Uh, 54% of you in the early voting period like it. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's he nailed it. Uh, 54.3%. Um, and college football success, 86 is. And the wait-and-see people are at 37% so far. So there you have it. Some guy named Doc Holliday is very angry that we even gave people the second option. He's already succeeded the NFL. Uh, he's trying to lo- weed out the low football IQ people. Oh, my God. He's so upset. Is that the Doc Holliday that used to coach Marshall? Is he, is he on the I'm not sure. Um, just your average guy takes? pissed off by how complicated politicians make it simple to be appear to me. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. And he's got, I'm sure, an avatar that is not him. But anyway. All right. Well, literally, um, we did it just to piss you off. I mean, if you're listening or if you're available, but he's probably one of these people that isn't even from the market that just likes to react. All right. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, but yes, there you go. But believe it or not, it was quite some time ago, by the way, he was in the NFL. So I, that's why you put it there. I mean, things have changed significantly uh, since that time. Now, I don't think it matters personally, but you know, there will be people like the 8.6% that do. So there you go. Um, but again, if you want to be a polling expert for the show and like to set them up every day, hey, feel free to have it, pal. There you go. I mean, it's your job if you want it. Uh, polling guy, we will name him for now. All right, 757-687-9494. Our guy, um, Greg and Gloucester, last night shortly after the news. Okay, fellas, Harbaugh to the Chargers. Damn it, Bobby, my best king of the hill voice. <laughs> go black and blue to our recruiting. Ouch. And now he's on the foe to the Broncos, and I'm a fan. What a turn of events. Yeah. So Greg, for those that don't tune in normally, uh, is a Michigan man and and a huge Bronco fan. Uh-huh. It also happens to have a man cave that's better than most people's homes. Conflict in the man cave right now. Big time conflict. Huge. Yeah, huge conflict in the man cave. So if I'm Michigan, I back up the Brinks truck that I have uh, one of those huge checks that I leave blank, and I have Jim fill it out. Man, bummer. Uh, Greg and Glosser crying inside, LOL. Damn it, Bobby. All right, man. I hope Greg's all right today. This is from yesterday. We haven't heard from him today, man. Yeah, we got to We need to check in on you, Greg. Handing you tissues. I'm going to text that back to him. All right. Uh, 757 says he should have gone to Atlanta. <laughs> you got to be a Falcons fan to say that, right? Okay. Yeah, you got to be a Falcons as fan. As much as I would have loved that for Taylor Heineke. Yeah. You sure Taylor would have still been there? I'm not he's so sure. Still under, he's still under contract for well, a year. That's true. He is going to be there for another year. Um, again, 86 and 25 in Michigan. Uh, you know, again, coming out after the Brady Hoke experience and the Rich Rod experience. Uh, <sighs> and then, of course, uh, that Lloyd Carr was in there as well. So it was a breath of fresh air. But remember, until this season, no bowl success, right? Like right. this was the year he smashed it. And left the NFL in 2014. That is a decade ago. 
So I will leave that out there. If you think a decade ago the NFL, uh, things have changed. I would say they have. But again, been close to football. A lot of the things we see in college come to the NFL. His brother's in the NFL. He watches the NFL. See, there are some college coaches, believe it or not, that don't pay attention to the NFL. I believe it. They have their own guys, Steve Spurrier, uh, that go to the NFL, (laughs) and they like on Sundays, they do whatever they do. And they don't watch NFL football or understand it or care to understand it and the differences of it because they're, look, they have a job. They're paid to win college football games. So I get it. I totally get it. But, you know, this guy, again, it's been a winner everywhere. I think this was very savvy and smart by the Chargers and aggressive. But I, I am fascinated to see what happens with the uh, Wolverines team now. They were already losing a lot of quality players because of the, po- to the draft, to the draft yeah. anyway. Uh, we'll watch the portal and see what happens. I mean, look, the portal's always moving, and you're going to have this spring bump in the portal too, right? You, you got this going on. But I think if they keep – if they go ahead and just hire with them, with us, uh, Moore, then that, that settles the – waters down. I mean, it certainly lessens the chance that you're going to have guys that are leaving. Plus, you, we had Edwards announced that he was coming back. I think they had it was yep. somebody on the defensive side announced they were coming back. Don't you think they kind of at least had an idea of what was going on? I'm not saying that they yep. knew Harbaugh wasn't going to be there, but don't you kind of kind of read the tea leaves a little bit and yep. think maybe you know what's going on before you make an announcement like that? I kind of feel like some of these guys have. That doesn't mean some of them won't leave, especially maybe some of the incoming freshmen yeah. might, might well, decide one, right? to decommit and stuff yeah. like that, but I, but you know who recruited them? Was it Harbar or was it or was it more? Was another position coach? Because don't forget, recruiting is not just the head coach. You've got oh, the yeah. position coaches and the coordinators that are a huge part of that. So it's not like you're committing to just the one guy, unless you're Julian Sayan, who decided he didn't want to go to Alabama anymore because Saban wasn't there. But I think Sharon Moore would be that's a good lateral hire to me. Well, let's be real. I mean, all these coaches and the, that have recruited against Michigan and Alabama, for that matter, yeah. we're telling people. About Alabama. Nick Saban's not going to coach forever. Yep, that's and they were true. correct. That's true. Uh, and they were telling people Harbaugh's going to the NFL. He does this every year. Why that's, would you why would you go there? That's so fair, yeah. that's nothing that that shouldn't have been in the mind of of these recruits. And I don't know if we'll hear stories of him vehemently denying that over the years. I don't I don't feel like he was that guy. But anyway, it's pretty interesting. So our for our guy said he should go into Atlanta says, No, he thinks the NFC instead of competing in the AFC with his brother. Yeah, look, this is the thing that you really like about the guys. Brass balls, right? I oh mean, yeah, no go, doubt. Go into the harder conference, the harder division. You gotta go through Pat Frickin' Mahomes. Hell with his brother. I mean, put John out of the combo. Uh-huh. The division itself is a monster, right? I mean, it, that's what drives me. That's what I, I like. Wow, man, this guy, he's got he don't care. And, you know, and I mean you're gonna when we see the money, we'll say, well, Come on, Scott. Would you, would you just take that? Maybe we'll see the money in that that was so great. And the other thing is about Atlanta. And here's what we don't know yet about Atlanta. Maybe Atlanta and Arthur Blank are telling people, I got a front office. I like my That's front true. office. Yeah. I like That's Kyle true. Smith. I like, you know, Rich McKay. I like my front office. Can you work in my front office? Then you can work with me. But if you can't, forget it. Even Belichick, because clearly nothing's moved there. So maybe that's also Atlanta's positioning on this, whereas Jim with the Chargers, there's a GM vacancy, and he can have a, an opinion on, hey, I know a guy who's great with my brother. Let's do it. Yeah. But this is interesting. And I, I said this to you earlier, and we're going to talk to the talk more about the championship games this weekend tomorrow with our guy Jerry Coleman from Baltimore. And like Jim Harbaugh has been like handed like Ravens gear. Uh-huh. I like been on the sideline, hats, whole family, access to everything. Like, is that just over now? I mean, like, hey, Jim, it's been cool. I really appreciate your support. Either sit in the stands on Sunday or, you know, in the, in the luxury box, but you're not coming down here. 
Can't have it in the sideline anymore. You know, some of these guys are going to be free agent. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's a little weird now. I think it does change the dynamic just a little bit. And clearly, they, they've competed against each other before. That's not new. Right. They're going to play each other next year, which is amazing. That game's got to be a Sunday nighter or a Monday nighter, or it's got to be, you know, the Thanksgiving night thing, you know, the third game or what. It's got to be a huge spectacle. Oh, whatever yeah. It is. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the networks are going to be fighting each other. I'll tell you this much. James, it's not going to be on Paramount Plus. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not going to be. Hey, I got not. a great idea. Let's stream the Ravens and Chargers game, the Harbaugh Brother <laughs> Bowl again. Yeah, somebody get thrown over the out of the NFL's office penthouse suite or whatever level they're on in New York City onto the sidewalks if they say something stupid like that. But it's going to be a big deal. But I do wonder. I can't wait to see this on Sunday. How that works is he? He's not going to be able to sneak up on the sideline and hang out in the tunnel waiting for his bro. Because uh, he's now the head coach of a yeah of a rival of one of the one of the rivals in the conference. If only Jim knew somebody that he could send to go stand <laughs> on the sidelines <laughs> in his place. What is Connor Stallion's official title with the Chargers? Do you think? <laughs> What's it going to be? Is he the video coordinator? <laughs> the video coordinator. Is he in so- maybe just a social media? Maybe he's the social media coordinator. He's going to be in charge of travel for the team. Yeah, or charge of travel. He's very good at figuring out connections and things like that. Uh, you're in charge of ticketing, Connor, uh, as well. Uh, 757-687-9494. 757-687-9494. Uh, there has been a Jim Harbaugh reaction to this today. We'll uh, try to get that on the air here in a little bit. I've seen it coming on the X. I'd like to hear that. I think he's probably excited for his brother. It seems like the guy. I'd like to think so. Yeah, it seems like that he's that kind of guy. Uh, our guy Alvin says this in the 757. It's a great pickup. I'm mad Washington didn't throw the house at him. Well, one thing for sure is they won't lose any more games because of their defense. Uh, yeah, I would think not. Now, they, again, they have some work to do with the cap uh, situation that they're in, but they are going to be uh, rem- I, they're going to be a physical team. That's that's a non-negotiable. With the, with the teams he's put together in the past, you remember those 49er teams? I mean, as explosive oh, yeah. as, as Kaepernick was in that offense when they when they went to that when they went to the pistol, they're really the first team playing out of the pistol. Although I guess the Chiefs did for a period of time when they had Tyler Thigpen, the kid from Coastal Carolina. Oh yeah, one season right. they had to do it because they were just desperate. But anyway, the the 49ers remember Frank Gore was just it was a stud. I mean, mm-hmm. he, they just mauled people. And that's the way they played. I mean, they just they just absolutely mauled you. In addition to having explosive plays with um with Kaepernick, so I think this is uh, going to definitely be a, a different type of Charger team. Right, and keep in mind that Harbaugh's offense was ahead of its time at the time in the NFL. Yep. So it's not like he's going. We're going back to like Stone Age football here with the Chargers. The offense was already ahead of its time, mm-hmm. and and similar to what some teams are still running now. So it's not like he can't just pick up where he left off in the NFL because he was running an older scheme. He was running something that was, wasn't was really being run in the league yet. No doubt. All right, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. If you want to jump on board, uh, the Panthers made a hire today, not quite getting the headlines, but not, not a bad hire if... 
like, well, a lot of ifs. We'll get to those ifs on the other side. A Dwight Stevenson, Hall of Fame uh, center from the Miami Dolphins, will be with us at 4 o'clock. He's going to be in town this weekend. We'll talk about that a little bit, get his thoughts on the Finns and uh, his alma mater, Alabama. So when the former Hampton Crabber joins us at 4 o'clock, stick around for that. Scott Jackson's your priority on Sports Radio. 94.1, we are brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, we're brought to you by uh, Larry King Law. All right, um, we'll get to Dwight Stevenson coming up at the top of the hour, the Hall of Famer, talking Dolphins, Bama, and all things football. Tell us what he's going to be doing this weekend when he is in town at the Virginia Beach Fieldhouse. All right, uh, 757-687-9494. Text lines moving along uh, as well. Uh, from the 857, I'm a Titans fan myself, losing faith in the ownership. They keep letting all these best person, other best personnel go. Uh, not just letting them go, sending them away. What the, yeah, I know. Um, do you want to win? Question marks, exclamation point. I mean, yeah, good question. Uh, they, I don't know. Brian Callahan. Okay. We'll find We're about to find out. Yeah. Can he work with Will Levis? Uh, but about to find out. But since you moved on from AJ Brown, you're still looking for the, another AJ Brown. And I would suspect, you know, Derek Henry's gonzo. Uh, he's not coming back. So. You know that's another area that you look at. Although they had some good running back depth, you know they had they have some they have a backup plan there. But it will be interesting. I mean, again, that that division got better this year, shockingly. Yes, they did. The Texans, the Colts, with the Jags, obviously faded late. But uh, I still think they have a good future. Although this was not the greatest year. Uh, if you're Trevor Lawrence wanting to sell me on why you should be the next quarterback to get paid, right? That is very true. Yeah, you know that's that'd be interesting. Um, all right. So thank you for that. Okay, so Dave Canales. What do we know about Dave Canales? Well, we know this. He did a heck of a job this year with what uh, Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers, were re- what they were able to do um, on kind of a one-year show-me contract. And as we've discussed many a times throughout the season, Todd Bowles did not give the most ringing endorsement. No, he did not. <laughs> remember that? On the day, uh-huh. he said, Baker's the starter for now, remember? He said that because they had Kyle Trask in the wings. Never got on the field, Kyle Trask, in terms of starting or anything. Yeah, so. like a couple plays. but Right. Yeah. I mean, but Baker Mayfield, there was never any, hey, we need to bench Baker stuff, right? But Canales apparently uh, you know, impressed Tepper and Dan Morgan. The Dan Morgan thing's kind of interesting because he's been with the organization during all these bad moves. Like, unless he was the guy who, um, you know, really disagreed with everything, it is kind of wild that uh, you would be excited about that. But maybe because he's kind of, you know, hey, I get along with the owner guy, that is also why he got shoved forward. Who and knows? Morgan worked with Canales for eight years in did. Seattle. Of course he did. So that's you know how that the connection works. there. This, this is the NFL. Uh-huh. It is LinkedIn on steroids. I mean, you think LinkedIn's LinkedIn. You go to the NFL, buddy. I mean, you know, do you have a family member? Do you got, you know, it's my daughter. She's now the, she is now the social media person on the team. And not that it ever happens in, a, in, a, in an organization or anything. Uh, you know, I got a nephew <laughs> that is now going to be uh, a part of an assistant coaching staff. I got another nephew who we're going to send a job over uh, in the security department at FedEx Field. I mean, not that these things have happened. I'm just saying, thinking through them. But anyway, all that being said, um, yes. Not surprised to see Canales was the pick. And, and it is interesting to me that Seattle, where he was, didn't pick up the phone and say, hey, we'd really like to bring yeah. you out here for some interviews. And they didn't. Like, here's the thing. I have no idea if Dave Canales can be a good head coach or a bad head coach or indifferent. But what I do know is what they have on paper on their roster right now, nobody's going to win with it. 
They could have no. they could have brought in Harbaugh and Belichick as co-head coaches, and they weren't going to win next year until they, you know, add a lot more to that roster, help Bryce Young have a chance to really evaluate him. I don't even know how he could evaluate Bryce Young off of the season based on who was around him. I really don't. Uh, it was it was awful. And the worst part is they had the most miserable season ever, and they don't even get the fruits of their own labor. That goes to the Chicago Bears. So, you know, good luck to Dave Canales. Thoughts and prayers to him and his family. Hopefully it is a big contract. Usually, look, David Tepper has not been as scared to pay guys and overpay them, right? I mean, the fact that he gave, you know, some of the contracts he's given and he's still paying out. So he's still paying Matt Rule. Yep. Definitely still paying Frank Reich. Of course. Um, as well, Frank Reich. So he's just, man, oh, man, he's got so many so many things that he's involved in, like contract-wise now, and then whatever they're going to pay Dave Canales. In well, he's got to pay Scott Fitterer too, right? Oh yeah, and they just fired Fitterer, right? Yeah, he would have had some. Uh, yeah, he would have had. He would have had uh, that man. That was wild. Yeah, I forgot about Fitterer too. I mean, these venture capitalists, man. They 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 might listen. They I might uh, they might live big, but they spend big. Let's say that. I just think that Scrooge McDuck's pool of money is getting a little. <laughs> Been a little shallow. <laughs> you know when um, Patrick Ewing that one time when the NBA was on strike and he goes, "Look, we we might we we might make a lot of money, but we spend a lot of money." I kind of feel like that with uh, with David Tepper. You know, he's <laughs> most I, definitely. You know, I spend a lot of money, but I make a lot of. But it's the opposite. You know what I mean? Like NFL owners, we make a lot of money because they have this bulletproof organizational structure and you know with collective bargaining. And you can afford to pay multiple coaches at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think? You're the Milwaukee Bucks or something here? I mean, this is just <laughs> weird. But anyway, here goes Dave Canales at 42 years young. Uh, can he make Bryce Young, you know, into a Baker Mayfield project or a Geno? He did a nice job at Geno Smith, people yes, always did, point yeah. out. Uh, Russell Wilson had some good years under him as well. So can he be the quarterback fixer? But I do know this. He's not going to do it with the current skill guys he has. Right. And was it the quarterback that needed fixing? That's the thing that right. get, that gets me. We don't even know. We don't know. We yeah. have no idea. Honestly, it's just so unfair for this kid. Like I had my reservations about him being the first overall pick, just because I think he's small. Like I, that, I'm I'm that petty. I just think, dang, he's a small guy. That's fair. And in the NFL, I don't think your body lasts that long, you know. And oh, by the way, they had a bad offensive line in front of him. Did not really stockpile him with anything behind him. I mean, 11 touchdowns to 10 picks. I mean, it's just awful. He did survive, though. But he survived somehow, some way. That's true. Uh, Hubbard should have been the lead back from the beginning of the season, not mm-hmm. Miles Sanders, or the idea of Miles Sanders. And, you know, like DJ Chark and Thielen. I mean, that's that's not exciting anybody. Uh, that's not that's not big-time, you know, weapons around them. I mean, do they have any tight ends? I mean, I get – oh, yeah, Hayden Hurst, I forgot. But, I mean, seriously. So did they. Yes. <laughs> well, he got hurt as the Hayden Hurts. But what a miserable two and fifteen season, and you know this—it's not surprising. This is the level of coach they got, who's kind of a maybe a reach for this cycle to be hired. What's wild to me is if you look at the numbers of teams that are left, a guy like there—there there is a conceivable world where where Mike McDonald does not get hired. That, that is this true. This offseason, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. Mike McDonald may be left out in the cold, and Canales because yeah, he's a whiz kid, whiz kid quarterback does get hired. Um, you know, Dan Quinn, I mean, I guess there's a, a world in which he might not be hired uh, this offseason if he doesn't get the Seattle job. And, and again, Vrabel, another one, right? Like, but the, the Panthers, you know, they really, you know, they think you have to have this kind of quarterback coach, offensive coordinator kind of guy there. And that's fine if they can, you know, coach the other 52 guys. Right. But we have no idea 
None whatsoever, whether that is true or not about uh, Dave Canales. And that, and, and I'm not just saying him. I think the same thing about Ben Johnson. I feel the same way about you know McDonald and any of these other coordinators, no matter what the side of the ball is. We, we do not know until we see it in real time whether or not they can coach the other ones. But there's only three jobs left right now, unless there's a surprise fire out there. And it's Seattle, it's the Falcons, and it's Washington. Now, if you think Washington is a foregone conclusion for Johnson, then I guess there's really just two jobs left, right? Seattle and uh, the Falcons. So, anyway, you cut it. Somebody pretty significant is going to be sitting on the sidelines uh, this offseason. It might not just be old Bill Belichick. All right, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. Uh, from the 757, I believe the Chargers should have uh, should have taken – should take, um, excuse me, a J.J. McCarthy in the second round. Jim knows how to work with him to back up Justin because he does get hurt a lot. That'd be interesting. And I don't know if J.J. McCarthy would necessarily want to go there because you, you know the amount of money they've just spent yep. on Justin Herbert in a contract extension. That's not a, a good situation for J.J. McCarthy if you feel like you're a starting NFL quarterback somewhere, right? Yeah, he's not because he, you got to know you're not playing unless no. they're going to do some sort of Taysom Hill-ish thing. But then what, yeah. you're going to take Justin Herbert off the field? That doesn't seem like Mm-mm. the kind of thing that Jim Harbaugh is going to do. Yeah, no doubt. I, I just don't see that uh, being a smart thing. Again, they have so many other needs, right? They got so many other needs. Oh, yeah. They got so many other needs. Um, Tepper just hired another fired in the middle of the coach season. <laughs> Rabel, Belichick, or Harbour, you guys, you can't fire in the season or bully around. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he seems to need somebody that he can, you know, uh-huh. make sit in a two hour interview on a Monday with them to explain every detail of the football game to he and his wife. So, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. That's a great, great point. He, that's the kind of, guy he needs and that's you know it's kind of people he was he was interviewing because you know look Vrabel's not sitting through that crap certainly we know Belichick that was never happening nor Harbaugh for that matter you know what has been interesting throughout all this stuff uh this offseason though with these coaches is nothing about Pete Carroll zero yeah it's very weird because again he did not sound like a guy that wanted to get out but I don't know maybe the money's just too great with that what's left on his Seattle deal that he's gonna do the consulting work or whatever they call it uh for a season and then maybe dip his toes back in it but you know he isn't as they say he's he might look younger but he's not getting any younger right that's true he's not getting any younger all right 757-687-9494 757-687-9494 um also from the 757 says what happens if he picks up that picks up uh Blake Corum yeah that could happen sure they need a running back right yeah and you get him in maybe second third round yeah. maybe yeah i mean that could happen because again um uh, Eckler's gone. He's a free agent. Mm-hmm. And they they they've kind of shown their hand on him, so I think uh, there's a very good chance they'll have young legs in there at the running back position. All right, uh, coming up, we will uh, get to again Dwight Stevenson in football at four. Uh, we'll get to some college basketball. Rough one to last night again for Old Dominion against James Madison, who looks like the class of the Sun Belt. Although I guess App State fans would disagree with me. We'll get to that next year. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, ninety four point one. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. Brought to you by uh, Larry King Login. Football at four coming up at the top of the hour. We will talk with Dwight Stevenson, the Hall of Famer from the Dolphins. Was a Hampton Crabber back in the day, Alabama. Uh, he's going to be in town this week for a uh, card show, Virginia Beach Sports Card, Comic Book, and Pokemon Collectible Expos. This weekend, Expo, uh, 27th and 28th. That will be uh, Saturday and Sunday, Virginia Beach Fieldhouse. Uh, at Lansdowne Center Way. So uh, we'll talk to him about that and also his thoughts on how the Dolphins season ended. 
You know what I've been running into with the offseason, James? There is a, uh, a, a uh, loud group, and they're anti-Mike McDaniel suddenly. Really? Yes, yes. I've run into them on the text line and in places in public. Tell me, they're, 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 yeah, the, the shine's coming off the, the, the young coach. I'm like, really? Say it isn't so. I thought, I don't know. I'll give the benefit of the doubt based on the, the ton of injuries on defense at the end of the year. And uh, I'm, I've been on record. I'm not the biggest believer in Tua either. So no. I'm not surprised no. Tua you know, kind of fizzled as the year went on. That's who he is. But anyway, that's that. So we'll, we'll get to all that stuff coming up with Dwight. Uh, what, one other quick before we get to this Old Dominion game last night. Yes, am I avoiding talking about it? It sure feels like it. Um, what's more surprising, Eber Flus keeping his job, Panthers hiring a no-name guy, or Bill and Vrabes playing golf all together next season? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. That could be wild. Those two guys out in the uh, unemployment market. Well, they're both getting paid. Yeah, but it's if it's both of them that couldn't get jobs in this cycle, that's that does seem weird. Well, or they're just two guys that are really believers in what they believe in, right? And they don't want they don't even want to bend, right? I mean that that could yeah, be. That's possible. I think in Belichick's case, that's definitely it. The age, certainly something to do with it. The fact that you don't know how long he's going to be in it. Um, the money and the structure. Again, the structure I think is what kills. Belichick more than uh, anything else. Well, and Vrabel also doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that's going to go do TV. Yeah, you know? that'd be interesting. Yeah, not at all. Like I could see him as a bouncer or as a wrestling coach, <laughs> but at high school. But yeah, not not as um, yeah not as a TV no, guy. No. no, no question. All right. So last night uh, the the Monarchs again, Madison. It felt like a rerun um, from a previous game this season uh, against the uh, Dukes. You know, terrible first half for the home team, and Madison's. You know, by up by as many as 26 at one point in the second half uh, with about 15, 20 to go. ODU actually got it down to like 13 a couple times. Never could uh, get it over the hump. Uh, their best player, Madison's, that is, um, got thrown out of the game, Terrence Edwards Jr. Well. And I got to say, and I, I did say this on television, so I'm not making it up. Uh, that I thought that R.J. Blakeney should win an Academy Award uh, for the <laughs> best flop in a college basketball game in the Sun Belt this season, if there's such a category. It was a huge flop. And the officiating crew, they bought it. I mean, it was, I was like, really? I mean, it was, yeah, he shoved them. He should have got teed. There's no question. But, I mean, he he's not that strong. I mean, and Blakeney's a pretty big guy. I mean, it just, like, he just pushed it out and he, like, extended his arms. It was a whole thing. But it was, Anyway, it's about the only thing that was uh, highlight worthy for ODU there. And, you know, this is frustrating because it's the same stuff. We talk about it over and over again. I know the staff talks about it over and over again with the players. The players talk about it over and over again. But yet in practice, uh, you know, in the games, I should say, it just they come out and do it again. Like, you know, shot selection, um, ball movement. Again, there's been two teams I've watched this year that have come into Chartway and I'm like, Wow, that would be really cool to watch these teams if they weren't doing it to the team I care about and the school I care went to. Uh, and they were Princeton, who was freaking phenomenal with the way they moved the ball and shot. And Madison, twice now, the way they moved the ball and shot. And Madison got sloppy. And they're, you know, I talked to Coach Byington a couple times. He's you know, a great guy. And he's he's been really frustrated at times with this team, even though they're, what, 18-2 and two right now. By the yeah, way, shouldn't be too frustrating. Yeah, they, they play App State this week, and App State will make it ugly. I mean, App State grinds it out, and this is a completely different style. And they won a game in the fifties against. They kept Madison in the fifties. Think about that. That's crazy. And it was a one possession game, but that's what they do. But anyhow, I still think for the long haul in the, in the conference, I would put my bucks on Madison. But th- but they just have look. They have continuity number one. 
Um, they got in one of the biggest pulls in the transfer portal and TJ Bickerstaff, who's tremendous, who is the nephew of JB. And, you know, if you remember Bernie Bickerstaff, who was the Bullets with the Bullets for a long time, Sonics, all over the NBA. Anyway, basketball lineage, good kid. Um, they, they play for each other. They play with each other. And that's the thing you just can't create with this team right now because they're not doing that. And it's, it, it's obvious for everybody who goes to the games and that cares about the team. They see it and they get frustrated by it because there's a lot of like when the things get down in the games, it's not like, like, they, like the, at the level of effort was fine last. There's nothing wrong with the effort level. It's just like the execution, the, hey, should I try to take on three people here on a one on three or maybe I pull it out <laughs> and wait for somebody else? <laughs> I don't know. Just kind of what seems to be basketball, you know, like sensible stuff that you, doesn't you always think. doesn't always come through on the court when you're watching it. But what does come through and what fr- I think frustrates uh, a lot of fans I talk to is the fact that, you know, there's some finger pointing going on amongst players and maybe not really listening or buying in to what they're being told. And I know they're being told things. They don't say, oh, they're, 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 yeah, they are. They're, they're, they're being told things. But uh, And I don't know if, you know, a month left in the regular season is enough time to fix all these things. I mean, I think I do know how difficult that is. But... Uh, the, you know what can you do? You can't forfeit the rest of your games. You have to go out there and you can keep putting your hand on the on the burner if you want, I guess, or you can try to try it a different way and a different approach that will win. And I and I I hate to go back to this because it was was cathartic ninety one to sixty six beating Marshall. But if you really looked at that game again, and I kind of thought it in real time at that night that a lot of that ninety one to sixty six was Marshall played about as stupid a basketball game as you possibly could and shot poorly <laughs> and their coach basically gave up with about seven minutes left oh, and stopped moving yeah. didn't call a single timeout and didn't give a damn because he's mad at his team. But but that was a little bit of like, oh, okay, we got this figured out now. But no, you don't, because then you went out, laid the egg against UL Monroe, you know, one of the worst teams in the conference. And then of course last night you played the best team, in my opinion, in the conference, even though the standings say they're second best. And Madison and you got rolled. So until there is a, a buy-in on, hey, this is the right way to play, and we're actually going to have to do that, I, I think we're going to see a lot of this, this frustrating stuff. Now, Georgia Southern presents an opportunity of a winnable game on Saturday, but not if you, you know, again, don't share the ball. Now, the second half, it was better. The first half, there was like zero assists to two assists or something like that. It was awful. Second half was better. Um, you know, shooting percentages were better. Shot selection were better. Free throw percentage was terrible uh, in the second half, but... You know, not ideal to get down by the twenty in the twenties in the first half, and expect to win a game, especially against really, really good teams. And, and look, well aware of the shortcomings, literally shortcomings with the with the size disadvantage here. One bright spot last night was the young uh, Leroy Odiahi from Ireland, who's a junior by by grade, but he's young in terms of basketball playing in things. He is very young, not played a ton of basketball, and gave them some good. Minutes for about 17 plus. I think it was his longest stretch of the season and did some good things. I think they credited him with two block shots. He had a lot more altering, you know, a lot of altering of shots too at the rim. But he played really hard. So that's positive to see that somebody is putting in the work uh, in the between days and when they get their opportunity, at least coming out there and looking like they're paying attention. So that was a positive, bright light from this game. All right. 757 687 9494. We're going to go to a break. Dwight Stevenson's going to come up on the other side. Uh, he'll be in town this weekend. Um, again, Virginia Beach uh, sports card, comic book, Pokemon, and collectibles expo going on. Part of the 757 card shows this weekend at the Virginia Beach uh, Fieldhouse um, in uh, Lansdowne Center Way. 
Uh, we'll get to uh, Dwight here in a little bit, get into uh, some of the things going on with uh, his Dolphins and also Alabama, man. A lot of change, obviously, this offseason with the Crimson Tide. So we'll deal with all that uh, coming up. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident? Call 757-INJURED. Call 757-INJURED. Uh, James Witham has your sports center. 